Good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast with Sean and Steve. This is part three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are um, running a little late on our episode. Can you believe we went through everything yesterday and something happened that it wasn't recording? So all we had was 18 seconds of recording, Steve. 18 seconds. Wow. And uh, so I don't know what happened, but anyway, here we are. And And that was probably where you were looking up the scripture. (laughs) <laughs> being quiet, yeah, right? yeah, a long 18 seconds of silence <laughs> <laughs> but um here we are we don't we don't give up and so we're back with um with the episode today and um i thought steve we should be well we we, we discussed it but um i think we should be talking a little bit about because we are we, we've been looking at the whole thing of the organic church and what does that look like and and um and what, what does a New Testament church look like that, uh, that Christ wants to build where everybody contributes, where everybody is part of the growth, the maturity, everybody is able to contribute their gifting to the, to the house. Um, however, one of the things that I noticed there's always a problem with, not a, not a problem, but there's not always an understanding of the order of government in the, in the house. Um, right. And uh, specifically talking about governmental authority, which is elders. So to kick off, um, the scripture that really stood out to me was 1 Peter chapter 5 and uh, verse 1 through to 4. And he says, to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must but because you are willing as God wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Right. And that's the thing that we took off on yesterday. I, if, if I remember correctly, is that, when the chief shepherd appears, if, if you look at a translation of that, um, the word chief shepherd can also be translated senior pastor. Yes. So if the scene, when the senior pastor appears, it's not, this is, this is Jesus Christ. We're talking about not, not some man. Yeah. And, uh, there is no such gifting or anointing as senior pastor it, 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 all the way throughout scripture. In fact, like you mentioned uh, yesterday and, uh, several weeks ago, and we've mentioned probably for the last several months, uh, the word pastor is really only used about one time in the new Testament and that's in Ephesians. Yeah. And it's laying out, uh, some giftings that were given to the body for the edification of the body, for the uh, equipping of the saints. It wasn't for, it wasn't for, um, it wasn't a title in ministry. And uh, in fact, the other places it could be translated is the, um, um, is where it says that you being examples to the flock, you, you elders, you're supposed to shepherd and bishop the flock of God. The word shepherd there is also, uh, could be translated pastor. Yes. Uh, it means to help them find their food. So um, in simplicity, we've, we've gone back to a Levitical priesthood, uh, and uh, we've continued in the uh, Catholic-type uh, order of, of uh, priesthood. 
and we have a pastor or a high priest or a um, a, a father, a uh, whatever you want to call him, um, but we put that man in that position. Yes. Well, exactly, and and that's the thing is when you got this presiding person that is the only priest that can that is anointed, appointed, uh, you know. <laughs> called the only one that can minister in the Holy of Holies, then everybody else tends to go, have to go through the process of entering the tabernacle with only one person hearing from God. Right. And, and, right. Uh, and that's the kind of setup that we've, we've adopted the kind of model we've adopted in the church, the modern church, rather than allowing the, the priesthood of believers, the priesthood of everybody having and contributing i think i think the, the 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 challenge always is is how much authority you know is there in government and how much um you know so what is the role of the of the elder you know in in that sense right um for one thing it says shepherd and bishop the flock of god but it says also too that they're the ones that are supposed to rule well the flock of god over which right. the lord has given you um whatever the word is there i i don't have it in front of me right now but um the lord has given you the authority to do that and to rule well the the thing is is not to rule with that heavy hand or to uh basically what we're ruling over is a person's soul yes. um not their spirit their soul their mind will and emotions are the things that fight against the very spirit of, and nature of christ so when you see somebody that's out of order or out of out of link with the spirit, uh, out of link with um, their spirit, man, and what what their master is telling them to do, then you bring them to accountability of that. Otherwise, otherwise you're just helping draw out of them. It says counsel is bound up in the heart of man, but a man of understanding will draw it from him. Yes. And basically, if you think about a person being a wellspring of living water, our job is to keep that wellspring going. So right. not to have them sit down and shut up, but to draw out of them the nature of Christ, draw out of them the spirit of the living God, draw out of them the the First uh, Corinthians 12 manifestation of the spirit, which is he's present here. Let's see what he's doing and yes. let let him speak through you. Let him find out what the spirit of the Lord is saying expressly through you. Yeah. So, um, you so, know, and that's where that facilitation, which you've talked about quite a few times, you know, to be able to facilitate, uh, the saints of God to do, do who they are in the body of Christ so that each, each member functions appropriately. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not a, to rule, um, in the sense of dominating somebody, but right. but um, to to in fact uh, facilitate and to to make sure that the constitution of the New Testament church is actually functioning. So they've got those two roles, which is which is to sh to feed and then to rule uh, or to or to um, bishop. bishop. And the word bishop is episcopeo, which mm -hmm. is to intensely oversee, but not to control, not to not to dominate, but to constantly facilitate the 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 the, um, the culture, if you may, of the of the of the local 
body right. of the local church. <clears throat> well, if you think about an overseer or somebody who watches over or somebody who, who is looking out for or whatever, you, you think about the watchman on the wall, basically. Yes. And it's not because that person has any better spiritual insight than anybody else necessarily. It's because of the placement of God that the, what he's given them to do he gives them that place that's on the wall and you can see what's going on outside. You can see what's coming from afar off and you can also see what's going on inside. So right. uh, most of the time you're so close to it, a person inside the walls so close to it, they, they don't really see uh, what's going on. And that's probably too why it says that, uh, you know, in first Corinthians 12, if they're going to prophesy, let them do it by course and, you know, two or three and let the other judge because, um, there is a, there, there is that growing and learning how to speak for God, because a lot of times there's a mixture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can prophesy to you, but there be part of me and part of the word of the Lord. Yeah. And, um, I was talking with somebody about this. Um, when was that? Um, I guess it was Friday night. I had somebody uh, prophesy something uh, to me and it, um, didn't sit too well. And, uh, the next morning I, I, I awakened in the middle of the night actually, and was thinking about a certain scenario and, and I wasn't even thinking about it. It was like, it just showed up in my mind as soon as I awakened. And, um, but the, but the thing it brought me to is I thought, you know, I need to present this to some other brothers to let them judge it yes. and see, you know, see if it actually is from the Lord. If it is, I'm more than happy to, um, you know, receive it. Yeah. But if it's not, <clears throat> you know, I don't, because words are seeds, I don't want that to continue to grow in my life or even think about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's part of that watching over, right. um, you know, e even in my own life, I'm, I'm a porter, um, as it says in John there, uh, to him the porter openeth. Uh, Jesus Christ is the shepherd of the sheep, but he's also the door. Uh, so, and it says to him, the porter openeth. So I'm standing, there's somebody that stands at that door, that gate, uh, which in the case of a, a body is the elder, uh, who watches to see what's going on and then is over that scope. He's over the watch. He's, he's the overwatch. He makes sure that what's going on inside and outside and protects and, uh, then also guides and helps direct. Uh, so that we're all dancing the same dance or moving to follow our chief shepherd. Right. And uh, anyway, it's just, it's kind of interesting how all this works. But yet, like you said, we've, we've seen that old pattern so much uh, throughout our lives that that's all we know how to build by. So, right. uh, consequently, so, el so elders are not supposed to just be a board. I mean, it's, no, it's no, a, help us know. They're not like an advisory board. They are in no. fact, elders are government. You know they've got to be in 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 have grown into maturity to the place right. that they are actually the governments that that gets established within the context of a local setting. So that have you so ever thought about what a board is? Sorry, have you ever thought about what a board is? Yeah, they're all very bored. <laughs> yeah, well, it used to be it used to be a living tree, and now it's just a chunk of dead wood. <laughs> it's a, a plank. <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of blanks sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's the thing. Now, I was going to say is that the the um, 
Oh, yes. Yeah, the elders are not an advisory board. They're not just somebody right. coming in and, you know, sitting advising the senior pastor um, no. and, and doing his bidding. They, they all have a maturity. They all have their, own, their, their individual gifting that they're bringing to the house. But they all have those two legs, um, two functions that they have, which is to feed, guide, uh, take care of the sheep, and then to take oversight to make sure that the wolves don't come in and devour, basically. Right. <clears throat> so, um, what's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> um, uh, I'm just looking for it. I mean, Paul says this in, in Acts chapter 20 when he's talking about the, he's greeting the, the elders. It says he sent to Ephesus, Ephesus for the elders of the church, not for the pastors. And when they arrived, I heard somebody say that he called a, a, a minister's conference. I don't think so either. <laughs> right, so right. when they arrived, he said to them, you know that I, you know, I don't want to go through all of that. But then he goes, um, he says, uh, and now compelled. No. Um, gosh, where is that scripture I'm looking for now? Um, this is that 18 seconds of silence we had. Yes, yesterday. that was the 18 seconds of silence. I know he says, um, he says, uh, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So be shepherds of the church of God. So there's, there's the two things is overseer. Right. Is, the Holy Spirit makes you an overseer, not the senior pastor. And right, you are right. shepherds and shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. And so that's the two areas is overseeing and shepherding. That's so overseeing is episcopio and shepherding is the, is the uh, pomeno. And, and uh, you've got to have those two legs. Every elder has those right. in, in the individual maturity. So it contributes to the whole, but it's their individual maturity. Right. Right. And something else you've mentioned yesterday was about diatrophies. Yes. And um, uh, always seeking the preeminence. And that's, that's the struggle with any type of uh, situation that we've ever come into whenever something new is started or a new church goes someplace or they're hiring a new head pastor, chief shepherd, whatever you want to call it, uh, is the, usually that guy chief, uh, seeks the preeminence. He seeks that chief place. And uh, likes to be looked up to, likes to, and regardless of how many times you spin it different ways, that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, yes. My wife calls it the being first syndrome. I mean, she, um, you know, she just says, why is it that there's certain people that want to be up front? They want to have everybody looking at them. They want to yeah, have. There's an ambition there, isn't there? Right. Yeah. There's something there. Uh, yeah. Just like Absalom, you know, the, yes. the reason that he, he did what he did was because he wanted the power. He wanted yeah. that, the accolades, he wanted the attention, he wanted the focus. And um, uh, that was the danger of Diotrephes who sought pre preeminence. In fact, you even read that scripture. I don't even know where it's at. Where yeah, that's that? that's in uh, 3 John. I was just going to say that 3 John is only one chapter, but he, he talks about, uh, John speaks, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephus. So here's the apostolic authority that actually um, was involved in 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 this this church. And, and he says, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephus, who loves to be first, will not welcome us. So when I come... I will call attention to what he is doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us, 
not satisfied with that. So not only is he, you see, you know what I noticed? You, you, to make yourself look good, you're often going to make others look bad. That's true. So, so to, to make yourself look preeminent, you've got to downplay or you've got a bad mouth, gossip, spread malicious nonsense about others. So, and he says, not satisfied with that, he even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. So even though others, you know, even though the church itself was prepared to be, to exercise hospitality towards other believers, he would not um, allow them to do that. And, um, and he would, uh, in fact, kick them out of the church if they did. So, so this was a very controlling kind of situation that took place there. I think the, this, the, 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 the key is, Steve, is that an elder must be able to come in, deliver what he delivers, and be able to step out again. Right. I mean, you know, that scripture in one, is it 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where it says, let the prophet speak by one or two, um, and if somebody gets another revelation, let the other one sit down, you know? Right, right, yeah. Because um, is it in, um, um, now I'm trying to think of the scripture. Oh, oh in, in uh, 1 Timothy, um, let me just have a look, see here quickly. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, 17, it says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. So there are, la- there are elders that um, uh, labor uh, and that word is is uh, an interesting word. Uh, means to feel fatigue by implication to work very hard, labor, toil, be wearied. So they labor hard in the word and then in teaching or in in um, in imparting the 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 scripture or the the constitution of the of of the kingdom of God into into the house of God. And so they worthy of double honor. Um, but so you have elders that teach and labor with the word and 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 uh, and teaching, and then those that probably just are in an oversight, but doesn't make one more prominent than the other one. Right now, also too, you said something when you were talking about diatrophies or diotrephus, uh, you know, as 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 the South African dialect says. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, uh, you said the apostolic authority came in and said something. Um, that's where we were talking about even yesterday. Um, you know, what do, does an apostle have the ability to rule or is he commanded to rule anything? What, what is that function? You know, is it, yeah, is well, it the elders uh, uh, ability to rule the local fellowship or is it because it says that, he, uh, Paul told Timothy, I want you to ordain elders in every church, plural, in every church, in every city. So there's elders, plural, in every church, in every city. Right. Um, but that apostolic, the, the apostolic role, which is we're seeing right now uh, coming to the forefront in a lot of different areas, uh, you know, does it have rule? Yes. And Paul uh, talks about that. Um, uh, I, one, one, huh? one Corinthians twelve twenty eight. Uh, yeah, that's part of it. But it, it says he has said some in the church first apostles, secondarily prophets. Oh, that's Ephesians four, yeah. 
Yeah, and after that, miracles, uh, that's 28. Oh, no, no, you, that's 28, yeah. yeah. First apostles. Yeah, and then after that, miracles, gifts of healing helps, and then governments. Right. So governments are way down the line after, after these functions or after these tools are being used. Uh, the governments are actually set later down the line. Right. But Paul said, he says, you are my seal of apostleship. You, talking to certain folks. Yes. And he says, I have a certain measure um, towards you. Uh, and the word there is metron, which literally means measure rule. Yes. So I have a certain measure of rule towards you, but not toward everybody. Right. I have a certain... I have a certain measure by God that's been extended uh, toward you, but I'm not an apostle to everybody. I'm not an apostle to the nations or the world or whatever. Yeah. I'm, a, I, I'm sent to you, and you are my seal. You will be able to tell. People will look at you and tell whether or not I was sent by God. Yes. So right. because the workings in your life, because of the change, because of the fact that I, that because I was sent, you came better to the fullness and stature of Christ than what you were before. Right. And that's where we, we get confused because we, we still think that somehow or other the apostles are set over churches. Yes. And Paul didn't ever say that. He says, I'm sent to you. I have a measure toward you. And it could be a collective view there. You know, I don't, I mean, there could have been several people there. But he says, I'm, I'm not sent to just everybody. Right. There's, there's a certain measure, because if you look at what an apostle does, he's a foundational man. He sets in order those things which are wanting, lacking, and coming behind. Yeah. Uh, he's more like the architect who has the blueprint or the, uh, or the plan and then helps everything begin to fall into order and begin to right. function properly. And so, um, Go ahead. Yeah, so the question is, is then... Um, we, if we're looking at, we, we spoke about this, but if we're looking at the fivefold ministry as it's commonly known, so you apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, are those are those giftings? I mean, they giftings for the equipping of the saints. They're not right. for they're not giftings for ministry. They're giftings for the equipping of the saints. Right? Are they elders or not? Should they be elders or or how how does it work? I mean, the one thing that I do understand is that. That those giftings are always subject to the governments of the house. So, correct. An elder would never usurps, um, and that's what happens. Is like the pastor usurps the govern governing eldership and over overrules them. That is not right. God's order. So, uh, th when when those giftings come in, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, doma giftings for the equipping of the saints. They they only can work according to the measure of the government of the house, right? Right, right. Because I can't work <clears throat> if I come in to a local fellowship and there's a rule there, there's an order there, there's um, uh, there's an administration already set up. There's a there's a porter at the door or porters, and they're allowing or disallowing. It says in that same scripture that he who climbeth up by some other way is a thief and a robber into that into that body or into that sheepfold. Yeah. So if I climb up and over the top of you, <laughs> or I'm climbing up by some other way and and usurp that place or or override that place, uh, I become a thief and a robber yeah. to that to that body. Uh, and uh, honestly, a lot of 
a lot of apostles figure that they're apostles because they have that spirit of diatrophies. Yeah. They want the preeminence. They preeminence. want the chief seats. Yeah. They want the, the accolades. Uh, they want to be known as the spiritual father. Yes. Um, and that's, that's the tough part. I mean, it's, um, it's, um, <clears throat> none of those gifts by Jesus Christ, because those are not Holy Spirit gifts, by the way, uh, as you know, those are gifts given by Jesus Christ right. to work a certain function in the body of Christ, to work a certain function in, in, in the temple, in his people. None of those were told to rule. Yeah. No, they weren't. And that's, that's the thing. Is it? I mean, when you see Paul and Barnabas coming after they, after they went out and, and um, did their work that the Holy Spirit had set them apart to do, when they come back to Antioch, they immediately submit to the brothers in the house. Right. So they, they, they must have been in, in a, a rulership position within the house, but not used, they didn't come back and, oh, wow, the apostles have come back, so now we all um, are submitted to them. You know, it's a, they, they came back and submitted everything to the brothers in the house, meaning to the other elders and the other um, um, guys that sort of were in rulership in the house. Right. So, so they never usurped at Antioch because of what they did. They didn't go to, they didn't go to Jerusalem and usurp either. They submitted to the elders. And James talks about that um, the, the apostles and the elders, and we're talking about the original apostles, um, that we're with Jesus considered these matters and the Holy spirit has guided us to say this. And, and so there was, a, there was this mutual submission to the governmental, um, the governmental authorities within the local, the local setting or within the national setting. So by the, by the indications of the Jerusalem church, there must've been like the Jerusalem church had elders that, that the other guys submitted to is, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, you're submitted to whatever authorities in that local house. For right. instance, if I go into Walmart, I don't just go in there and decide I'm starting to do my own thing and set my own rules and laws. There are certain, there are certain things that are set up in Walmart, right. um, you know, that, that allow you or disallow you from doing certain things. Now, apparently by the wearing apparel, uh, there are no there are no dress codes in Walmart. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, but uh, as far as certain things, I just can't go up and and start taking stuff off the shelves and say, well, I think this looks better over here, yeah. and start rearranging everything. I mean, I just you just don't do that. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. Yet we do that. I've seen I've seen Christians do that after church Sunday morning. They walk into a restaurant. And I've heard, I've heard waitresses complain and waiters complain about this. They say that Christians are the worst at this. Wow. They'll come in and they'll start moving chairs, putting tables together, and just reordering the order of the, of the restaurant yeah. without even checking with anybody. Yeah, they just take over. Right. Yeah. And they said they're the worst at it and then don't even, don't even tip. And yes. I, you know, don't even acknowledge the fact that there is a server there. Yes. Wow. And, and I thought, you know, that's sad when we as, as believers or as Christians or as Christ-like people don't even acknowledge the order of what's there already. 
Well, that's the problem is that we, we don't. We don't understand order in the church. So um, we don't understand God's order of things. You know, it's like first apostles, secondary prophets. It's not by hierarchy. It's, not, no. it's by priority is that right. priority is apostles lay the foundation, prophets help build on that foundation. Right. And right. Tear down, root up, pluck up, and destroy, and then build and plant. Yeah, it's exactly. like an excavator coming in yeah. after the plans laid. That's right. So what, what we've got is this process that, um, that God is a God of order, not of confusion. So, and that's why it's, it's a kingdom of light. Light is that you can see it's, there's no confusion. There's no ignorance. There's no obstruction to it. There's no stumbling around. It's actually, there's a, there's a, not, not legalistically, but relationally, there is an right. order of priority. And we, we, we don't understand that. So what happens is we, we easily set up the kings and, and right. then for the rest, we do whatever we feel like. You know, it's just like um, we don't understand God, how God operates. Um, and, and so we never see true life coming because we're not operating there properly. Right. But, but getting back to that, if, so, I mean, would I be correct in saying apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers – they, they, uh, um, uh, not all elders have that gifting. Correct. But those giftings could be, should be, maybe elders. More than likely, you're going to operate by one of those or some of those or a couple of them in the course of your eldership. Right. Because it's a tool. It's yeah. a it's a process to help the body come to the fullness and stature of maturity. Otherwise, what does an elder do? <laughs> you know, if I'm not, if I'm not there to bring you to maturity or help you bring you into maturity, all I'm doing is being like a policeman. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I venture to say that, that, I mean, not all elders have a Doma gifting. No. They, they, they are there to be, you know, to, to be entreated as, as fathers. So they, they bring that environment, that culture of maturity, family, they, they're guardians right. of the family, they guardians of, or nurturers of the family to see that growth taking place. Right. They but are to be apt to teach. They have to all be apt to teach. In other words, they all must be able to and not, Teaching, we, we've also got this religious idea that as soon as you say teaching, you think pulpit, you know, right, or, right. Or, or, you know, stand up front in front of everybody. And not all elders are called to do that, but they all must be able to impart right. the, the word of God to, to believers from, from young right through to maturity. So, right. but then you've got those specific giftings, which is the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, those doma giftings that are there for the equipping of the saints. Those are right. specific um, impartation of something specific into the house of God for, for maturity. Right. 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 Because there is a, there is a distinction between apt to teach and a teacher yeah. sent by Christ into the body to do a certain function. Right. Uh, a teacher, that teacher is more like the, um, he's not a foundational man, but he builds upon the foundation that others have already laid. Right. He comes in and he, 
He looks to see what's next in your life and then helps build thereupon. He helps build that thing. And uh, like it says, don't, you know, not wood, hay, and stubble or anything else and take heed, therefore, how you build thereupon. Because if any man destroy the temple, him will God destroy. Or if any man defile the temple, him will God destroy. That's talking directly to teachers. If I defile you, if I teach you something that is not foundationally correct that is not of christ that is not building christ in you him will got me will god destroy it's not that doesn't mean you just go out and start smoking and drinking and everything else and and because you're defiling your temple you know him will god destroy which is the way i was taught but it means literally if i'm teaching you something if i'm sent as a teacher of god to you and i'm building thereupon i'm building something in you uh, if I defile that temple, uh, it says him will God destroy. So he's very jealous about his building, right. about his temple, about what he's doing. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is, and I think that's where that those equipping gifts have to constantly, you know, based upon what is the require, what is needed by the spirit of God at, in, within the body at that point in time is they've got to keep. So the, the apostle, has to come in and, and measure. He's like an architect. An architect right. doesn't build, but an architect measures the building that's being built, that it's being built according to the pattern. Right, and, right. And so he comes in and goes, well, the pattern is sonship. The pattern is Christ, the, the chief cornerstone and, and the foundation. So are you building according to the pattern? And that's he he measures that. Then comes the uh, the prophet, which is like, okay, this wall is in the wrong place. Tear it down. <laughs> Start right. again. You know, and, right, right. And so, they, and then you've got all the various giftings coming in the to to contribute to that building. But like you say, um, one one Corinthians chapter three is that those that building must be aware how they build, because if you corrupting, you will be corrupted. Right. And, and so th- there is that, there is that uh, tremendous responsibility. And that's why elders cannot be um, anything other than mature, um, right, right. mature people that understand what it is to be a mom and a dad in the house that understands right. gifting, understands their place and, and understands what it is to rule well, not with, with right. lording over, not with, with uh, looking for gain and profit, etc. You know, so all those those character qualifications that go with it, but that they will rule, they will feed and they will govern, um, you know, with, with, with their contribution, but without trying to take over. Right. And that's one of the qualifications of an elder in Timothy is that he said that they must rule their own house. Well, first and foremost, so if they know how to do it at home, you know, then they're going to, so you watch their house, you watch how they do it at home. If they're right. able to do it at right. home, of course, then they're going to do it for the family, yes. family of God. Yes. And that's, that's the thing is, I think because we haven't had the order right of, of, of governments within the context of local churches and even regional or national kind of situation is that that's why we've got guys doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things, getting away with it lording right. controlling uh, you know manipulating for for whatever and nobody can say anything I, I remember there was one case of of a um 
Well, in fact, I had. I mean, we had, and you know the situation is, uh, we had an apostle that would say, you know, they submit to the eldership until it didn't fit their agenda. They would come (laughs) in and and just destroy. I mean, that's how, you know, that's how we got destroyed. They came in and destroyed everything because they they didn't feel like the eldership was, um, you know, what they thought should, well, the, the eldership wasn't adopting their agenda. So what right. happened was destroy everything. And, um, and that is not God. So it's just right. usurping the whole, the whole system. However, we embrace their apostleship, but, but I love what one, one, um, uh, guy was teaching is that where, whatever the gifting is. So apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, he said, you first go in, and you bless. That's your first level. When they invite you, you just bless. You don't do anything else. Then they, if the eldership measure you for influence, then you can come in and influence them. And then lastly, if they invite you, then you become part of the governments. In other words, then you can contribute at a governmental level with accountability and responsibility, etc. And I thought that's that's a nice, uh, not a nice. Uh, that's a nice order of of um, entrance into a local fellowship. But people just don't come in and lord it over, take control, take charge, which they love to do. No, um, and, and that's part of the thing too that we've done. Because um, growing up in the church, all I saw were these evangelists and whoever coming in, and they were they would schedule their year, um, and that's how they made their money. They made their living that way. And so they would, uh, I remember one time uh, a, a guy would s- sit there and his wife was on the organ and he'd say, you know, I, I have need of a, a pair of shoes. You know, my children are really having a rough time getting their school clothes and we really need the money. And I'm going, holy cow, guy, you're just, I mean, what happened to your God? Yes. You're coming here begging, begging, and it says, I will not see my children begging bread. I mean, you're begging bread off these people. And of course, yeah. they have pity upon you and they're going to give you an offering. But you're, you're making appointments throughout the, throughout the kingdom, <laughs> so money. to speak, uh, uh, just, just to get the money, just to get, the, just to get, your, um, to get your salary or whatever. Yeah. I and mean, this is how you make your living. And, and, uh, um, one thing we keep looking at these giftings or these, the fivefold as something that is external too. And, uh, like you said, are, are they elders? Yes, they can be. Yeah. Um, you could have these functioning within the body. In fact, most likely they are. Yeah. Um, is there somebody external coming in? Yeah, but he'll have a certain measure of rule toward you yes but but not necessarily as an elder your measure of rule is that whole body yes as an apostle my measure of rule is toward you yeah it's relational right yeah right it's not it's not toward the whole body yeah my measure my measure of rule is toward you you personally are my seal of apostleship in the lord You know, that the fact that you come into sonship, the fact that you're coming into a maturity in Christ, the fact that it's going to tell whether or not I was sent by God. And it's not, once again, it's not a title. It's not a position. It's a, it's a function that you're doing. It, you're going to tell whether or not I was sent by God and functioning if these things happen. Well, um, that's it. 
So I, I mean, so so first off, uh, just going back a little bit. So so these the giftings. I mean, these doma giftings. They they have a relationship with that local setting. They they come in when there's a need for equipping, not because they are an itinerant minister that needs money right. or because they're a fancy speaker or something, but they right. come in to equip the saints because there is a a need for that gift at that point in time. They submit right. to right. their local eldership. They don't come in and usurp eldership. They don't. Uh, they come in and submit to local eldership, but it's eldership, obviously. Not, not to the to the one diatrephus guy, but to the to the the, the local body right. um, of of eldership, right? And once again, the that gifting or whatever can be one of the elders. Yes, already. well, that's 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 right. I I, I tend to look at it like the fivefold doma um, elders do not necessarily well most. I don't know, not most. Let's put it this way. Elders do not have to be fivefold, but fivefold generally, in majority of cases, is in eldership, is an elder. Right, right. Because that's right. their submission, that's their accountability, <laughs> that's their responsibility. So before Paul and Barnabas were sent out, they were um, of the leading brothers in, in Antioch. And yeah. then they were sent out to do the, the apostolic work. But when they come back into Antioch, they come back as brothers, subject subject right. to each other. So that that you know that sort of was the model that I that I look at and and I try and um, and uh, yeah. What's encourage. interesting is that I like you right now currently do not have a quote local fellowship. Yeah. I hang out with some brothers every now and then, but it's not like consistently we have meetings like on every Tuesday night, like which we used to have. Yes. Um, what's funny is over the last, uh, I'd say probably the last uh, probably couple months, I've had uh, uh, just conversations with guys all over um, the region and stuff like that. And uh, we, we talk about this particular thing and they say, you know, honestly, you, I see you as an elder yes. to me. Yes. They don't have another local um, fellowship that they're, they're, they're working with or in at the correct right. time. Right. But they see me as an elder. And, and I thought, isn't that interesting how, how the, just naturally or organically that begins to work and function and I'm not looking for that place. You know, I'm not trying to get that. It's just that even though we don't have that in this city, I don't have that. Uh, well, I'll uh, take that back. There's, there's guys in the city that look to me as that too. So yeah. no, I'm, not, I'm not discounting that. But uh, to these guys also too, they also say that I'm, an, uh, I'm sent to them. Is. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been sent to them by God, whether it be for a certain period of time, a season, whatever, I've been sent for a particular reason. Right. And um, I, I thought that's so interesting right now that it, it's being clarified in me as I walk it out, uh, as opposed to trying to figure it out, then implementing it. Does that make sense? Yes. 
is. Um, You still need that governance in your life. I mean, you still need the the, the eldership, um, which is, again, not to rule over or to tell you what God is saying, but to, in fact, teach you how, you know, how you should be uh, hearing from God as the body of Christ. Right. And, and to, and to just make sure wolves don't come in and steal. So they, they are to shepherd and to oversee that's, that's right. it. And so that's what you've got to do is, is shepherd and oversee, right. Allowing them to come into their full potential as the, as a, a member of the body of Christ. In that particular organization that both of us were a part of it at one point in time, um, I used to get in trouble all the time. Um, because even though I was an elder in that particular body, uh, I would act as a deacon. Yes. And what I would do is, is, uh, I would find somebody that was doing, you know, like uh, building something or whatever. I would find out what they're building, what their vision is, what their purpose is. And I would help them. Yeah. I got in trouble for that. Yeah. Because I was an elder. Yeah. And it, just because you're an elder doesn't mean that you don't follow the administration of whoever's there. I mean, uh, now that's that's where diatrophies comes into play because I could definitely come in and go, well, I'm an elder. This is, you know, the, I know you're doing this, but you have to submit to me because I'm the chief here. Yes. That isn't the case. No. You, If you have the administration of that thing, if that's <laughs> your baby, if that's something you're doing and I'm coming alongside to help you. Yeah. I'm there to help you, not to take over and not to be one in charge. Well, exactly. I'm going to help you. Yeah. And that's a whole different attitude. That's a whole different heart. And um, that's that's, but that's the that's what we're getting right now in the in basically the body of Christ is not learning to find out who's in authority or who has that authority or who's whose right it is to rule that particular area and following in line under that. Well, exactly. And submitting to, so, so that's where everybody's gifting, everybody's um, place and function becomes, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's the difference between independence and interdependence. Interdependence is I'm absolutely secure in my gifting, my place, my, my um, contribution, my function and I am absolutely secure in you bringing your part. So when you bring your part, I submit to it and vice versa. If we had, I, th- I really believe that if we had to see more um, eldership ruling churches, there would be a lot less taxing on the individual um, pastor, senior pastor carrying the weight, carrying well, yeah. the, the counsel of everything, because now you've got, the, the, the eldership that, who can review and give insight and give, because somebody, you know, one of the eldership couples can actually sometimes give insight and be able to carry a burden within a context of a situation that maybe the others don't have any grace for, but that, that right. couple can carry it, you know? And uh, that well, also gets, too, I only see things as an individual. I only see things from one side of the tree. Exactly. Exactly right. So if we um, if we get off the place of where we try to see how many people we can get to serve us and follow us, and rather to to see um, how many people we can serve, you know, it's sick leadership when you when you it's all about you rather than 
then um, what's the word is a distribution of the of the authority to to the eldership. But that's where the guys are afraid to hand it over. And I mean, one of the reasons, Steve, that that we don't see that is because you know people have messed up. Elders um, have done things and. But then again, we go back to the order of first things is that when you're trying to set up something and there hasn't been the order of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, um, et cetera, et cetera, um, who come and lay the foundations, build on the foundations properly, you won't see true elders in place. You'll see, you'll see um, substitutions in, but not, not the right. true thing in place. You look at... you. Look at what uh, uh, the fivefold does. It's it's in the temple. It's individually in that person to bring Christ into them till they come to the fullness and stature of Christ. Right. And collectively, we can all come to the fullness and stature of Christ. But it's not it's not necessarily something that's done uh, in a broad scope as far as regionally or anything else necessarily. It's yes. it's more it's more like Paul said, I, I'm sent to you. Yes. And um, I guess that's where uh, whoever's listening out there, as well as to you and to me, I've been asked, I don't know how many times, you know, well, how do we do this? What do we do? Uh, in Ezekiel, it says, you show the house of the house of Israel. And if they be ashamed of their iniquities, then show them the patterns thereof and the forms thereof and whatever. Right. But in other words, you do it. Yeah. You go out and start doing this in people's lives, what you were given to do, not not go out and try to start a church or try to start a work or try to start, go out and start doing who you are in individual people in the temple of God. Right. And then watch him begin to work the rest of this. Because right now we're still a lot of times as quote leaders, we're still trying to think of this as far as a collective church, because that's all we've seen is, but actually I'm sent to the saints to equip them and I don't know about you, but I'm not very good at doing that for more than about five or six people at a time. I really, yeah. it's tough for me. Yeah. I can't extend myself too much beyond that because that means you're investing your life in those five or six people so that they come to the fullness and stature of Christ. That's, that's not an easy task. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and it says in Haggai, which is what we brought up yesterday, that the people... Uh, say it's not time to build this house. It's it's not time to do this. Yeah. And he and the Lord says, <laughs> but is it time for you then to dwell in your own sealed houses and this house lie waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Now go up into the mountains and you bring down the wood. You bring down the and you begin to build this house. I'm not talking the church collectively. I'm talking about in these people that have been given to you that the bones that have been sent to you right now because there's a there was something that happened here a while back and people started scattering, they started leaving, they started doing all these different things and and the, the Lord began to speak and he says bones come together. And bone to bone, they begin to come together. And because of that, then he put the sinew on it, which held the bones together, which made a joint. And the body's only as strong as that which every joint supplieth. And then he put the flesh upon it. And then he put the skin upon it. And that stood before him, it says, a mighty army, but there was still no breath in them. And then he said, now prophesy to the wind. 
we haven't even seen the wind of God yet because we don't have the body put together bone to bone yet. And that's what's beginning to happen right. is once those bones are coming together, once I begin to connect with you and, and we begin to have, there's a joint formed and, and the body naturally only, only produces and only grows toward the joint. So if I have a bone that's disconnected and it's just, it says later on in that same chapter in Ezekiel, it says, why are we, why are we all dried up? We're cut off from all of our parts We're we're just dried up and we're still in our graves. And he says, I'm going to cause you now to come up out of your graves oh my people. And that way, then you will know yeah. that I, the Lord, your God have called you forth. And that's, that brings me to what uh, uh, I had said to you yesterday. And uh, uh, I'm a, just basically uh, reiterated, I guess, is that there's things, Sean, that you and I have been through and in and whatever else. And now we're sitting kind of looking to see what to do next. And, and I know you have a course to run on and, and whatever, but there's things that you thought the Lord had spoken to you a long time ago, and you thought that you were carrying this child. It's interesting that in the transition time, uh, in a in a pregnancy is the most painful. It's the shortest amount of time, but it's the most painful. Uh, it's the most confusing. It's the most stressful time in the whole pregnancy. Yeah. Yet it's just before the birth. And I, I'd encourage all of you uh, who are, who happen to be listening to this, as well as Sean and myself, go back to the things that the Lord spoke to you in the beginning. Go back to the word that He spoke to you that brought the joyfulness of that expectancy. Go back to that and revisit it now with what he's been showing you, and he will bring it to pass. And like it says in Isaiah 66, he says, will he cause it to come forth and, and, and then shut the womb? He says, I'm not going to do that. You know, shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth? Saith the Lord, I'm going to make sure that this happens in your life. I've put this seed in you. I've put this draw in you. I've put this, I've put words in you that have brought forth a baby, have brought forth something, have actually formed it in the womb. And now comes this transition time. Go back to the words that brought to you that joyfulness of that expectancy. Go back to what I've spoken to you and I will bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. Powerful. That is powerful. Yep. God's going to do this. God is building his house. And, uh, yes. And, you know, I, I think to, to summarize today is, you know, God has an order and we, we, the, the model that's been presented to us has not been God's order. And, and yet the, God is instituting order. And I've, I've been in fellowships where the order of God is being established. And, and uh, so it is happening. But I think it's going to be now a, a time that God's really going to institute these things. And we've got to go back to those, those foundational things that God has spoken and said, okay, now it's time to birth this into place and start right. seeing it happen. So elders are... Are the, are the governmental um, position, if you may, it's not positional, it's, it's functional. And eldership is not a position as much as it is a function and a mature function, but it's, it is a place of authority to govern, to rule, to rule well, and they need to rule well. It's not that they can control right. 
problem is, is that elders many times have not been mature. So they've been instituted or been appointed without the maturity that is necessary for them to not be a step into a diatrephus kind of situation, but rather try and manipulate and control from behind the scenes. That is not ruling well. Right. And so we need the order of God, both in your life and in eldership within the local church. And everybody is, there has to be mutual submission. And if we get the order right, we'll start seeing the life and the spirit of Christ coming into the body of Christ in a way that we've never been able to see up until now, because we're trying to build wrong and God does not fill his tabernacle. He says, build according to the pattern that I show you. And right. we, we haven't been building according to the pattern he has shown. No. And if it's his, I mean, if, if we truly want his church and that's the thing, uh, I, you know, when I was pastoring uh, churches and stuff like that, I'd, I'd go to these ministers conferences and all I'd hear all over the place was my church, my people, my board, my whatever. And it was, I mean, in in all reality, it is theirs. It's not the church of Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter how, how you try to spin it. It is not his, it is yours. Exactly. And that's the thing. If you want to build, if you want to build for him, if you want to build in people's lives for him, if he will build his church, you are commanded to make disciples you're commanded to equip the saints to do yes. the work of the ministry. That's your commandment. Uh, as far as as far as building the church, that's what he does. That's right. So if we just back off of doing what he's uh, what he's sent to do, and we just do our part, his church will be built. Right. It's just we keep messing around and trying to build it. And he never did. He never did call us to build the church. Exactly. Yeah. He said he will build his church. We just got to obey him and, and, and work within the order that he sets for us. Right. I mean, that's something that is so, you know, for me, it's just, it's become such a clear thing is that the, the appointed order of God, if we don't get right. it right, we, we think we can bypass that and, and then still have, see the glory of God in the, in the house of God. We can't, we cannot. Right bypass how God sets it up. I mean, in the tabernacle in the Old Testament, it was done a certain way. Those that violated it died. And right. and, and we're not in the Old Covenant now. We're in the New Covenant. We have a New Testament church, but there's still an order to it, how God wants to function and, yeah. and how Christ is building his church. So we have to cooperate with that and, and work within that. I think we, we will see, Steve, more and more God un- unveiling as we obey him. He will reveal more and more of the pattern that we need, the blueprint right. of how this all works together. As Because he doesn't, let, he doesn't give us A, B, C, D, and E, you know, is that that's right. how you got to do it. But he does leave these, these keys to us right. to actually begin to. And as we step into and obey those keys and use those keys to unlock, we'll see more and more of the glory of right. God and the spirit of glory being manifest and revealed within, within the context of, of the local church and the right. church um, on a global basis. And the tough part is, is that we go in at, because of who, how we've operated in the past, we go in and do it backwards from first Corinthians 12 right. and we try to set governments right. first. Right. And we, we, well, and we bring in the builders first and there's no pattern set. There's no right. foundation set. So, uh, and boy, and I'm telling you is that 
the dietary fees fight you. They fight you. They they oh, yeah. will they they hate empowering. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one guy said to me, he said, my, I said to him, what's your biggest fear? And he says, my biggest fear is, is that uh, you will take my whole ministry. And I said, you've got nothing I want. You know, it's like there's nothing here that I want to possess because I didn't pay for it. So, the, the, you, you know, if I was ambitious, then I'd be a different story, you know. But yeah. even then, you don't have money, you don't have a building, you don't have anything. So I'm not worried about there's nothing you have that I want. What I want is to see the order of God coming in. And he just fought me on it. He said, I, you, you cannot do it. So, I, you know, I backed off immediately because I will not violate um, right. the authority of the house. Even, right. if it's, even if it's illegitimate authority, it is authority. So right. I will respect that and I back away from it. But, yeah, the, the result is... is um, not good. I mean, you no. know, just all around. Five hundred one c three, a a a government entity, which you now are. Uh, once you set up a church, according to a nonprofit organization, you have to fill out a certain form that tells you you got a a president, vice president, and who's the board. Yes. What what order is that? You know what what it, that's when you think about it, that's the world's order of government or structure or business. It's right. a president, vice president, secretary board. However, the way Christ set it up was he's the chief shepherd. He right. is the senior pastor. He's the whatever. And he has elders. Right. That's it. Plain and simple. That's the right. government structure. Right. However, you start doing under the government. How are you going to, how are you going to work the purposes of God and do the work of God with the principles of this world or the principles of Satan, yeah. uh, because Satan is the God of this world or Aeon or, or world system. How, how are you going to do that? Yes. You can't, you can't do it. Can I? No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, I mean, brilliant, really Steve. Um, these, this has uh, been a really good discussion. I don't think we are done, but, <laughs> but I think it's uh, no. definitely, it's you know to the listeners, uh, hey audience, if 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 this hasn't stirred you up to go and search these scriptures more, look at this closer, and uh, rethink some of the, the 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 order of God within the local context. Even if you are a a you know the organic kind of situation where you're meeting in a home, your church is in a home or in a restaurant or whatever the story is. This is still the order of God. This is something right. that you have to pray about, and you have to seek God on how to uh, bring right. this about. And, and do uh, who you are. Don't try to establish government already. Yes, yes. It'll but be a some... time when he'll establish that. But right now, if you're just starting out, right now is not the time to establish government. So you're no, going to have you're going to have these other functions so that the foundation is laid so that yes. the, you know, and, and there's going to be things rooted out, plucked up, torn down and destroyed in people's lives that have been on the wrong foundation till we all come to the fullness and stature till we all are going the same direction. Right. till we all are going to the same purpose. And, and then you're going to see, I, I just want to see a few people come to the fullness and stature of Christ on the earth. Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Steve, Great stuff, brother. Um, we are way over time, so <laughs> but it's been a very good discussion. And uh, thank you for your input again. Thank you for your time. And I apologize for for the te technical breakdown we had yesterday. Did we so, record today? 
Uh, we are recording, but I see a big red button going, uh, flashing away at me there. So um, it is recording, praise God. So thank you very much, audience, for being with us again on this episode. And I do apologize for it being late. But uh, we are here every week talking about um, uh, building his church, not our church, building it his way, not our way. And uh, this is Sean and Steve uh, saying God bless you and have a super week.